Country Crossover, brought to you by Waterforce Winton and Gore, your local company with two conveniently placed depots. From design to installation and servicing, visit waterforce.co.nz. As we derude our way into the weekend, Rowena Duncan in the Country Crossover. Thanks, of course, to Waterforce. G'day, Row. How's things? Oh, things would be a lot better, Andy, if you just stopped talking to me and played some more Derude. It's tempting just to play the song out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it's the second time I've been dancing while listening to the lead-in song for me on an interview on a radio station today. I was on the Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly this morning, and he was playing the Friday song about, yeah, Friday, Friday, got to yeah. get down with Friday. I won't try and sing it. But it's a real kind of country-ish, upbeat yeah, yeah. song. It's great. Uh, and I did make the confession that I was still at home. I'd just hopped out of the shower. I'd finished drying my hair, and I was bopping away in my underwear to that song. I'm not in my underwear this time. I'm in my pink dress for Pink Shirt Day. I didn't quite manage to find a shirt. Uh, and there's no getting away from anything pink when you work with someone like Tessa Prentice. So I am dancing away in my pink dress, Andy, to Derude. Good work. You know, I heard that cross of BK this morning. It was good listening. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. There are sometimes, honestly, you'd think after I started in broadcasting in 2007, for goodness sake, I've done over 15 years, 15 and a half years, you'd think I'd know by now, to have a bit of a filter when it comes to talking about your underwear on national radio. Nah, this day and age, who cares? I mean, we just need a bit of a laugh every now and then, especially no more in Gore. Ro, we had the experience in Gore yesterday morning, Broughton Street Discounters. Shout out to those guys, absolute troopers. Um, they got robbed yesterday morning about 6.15am. This is such not a Southland thing. That's awful. I hadn't caught up on that. And my thought goes out to everyone involved with that business. That's just awful. And as you say, it's, it's not something that you hear of very often and for that we're all extremely grateful so I wonder Andy if it's just been uh, you know too much media coverage potentially of these ram raids around the country I mean they did used to happen from time to time but not to this magnitude and it seems that the more they're publicised the more they're spoken about the more they start to occur and we suddenly you know we've got a COVID pandemic on our hands but we've also got a ram raid pandemic on our hands as well and I wonder if this is just a flow on effect from so much focus lately of crime that we're starting to see more people getting the idea in their head because, you know, let's face it, they're not very bright people who do things like this. Otherwise, they would apply themselves and actually follow the rules and, you know, not take things that aren't theirs like normal people. Yeah, 100, I agree. The media's just brought this to the attention of everybody. It's like, OK, here's a way we can go about doing things. Happening in Hornby and Christchurch, for Pete's sake. It's just copycat. Um, sometimes they just need to say nothing at all just to let this problem go away because they've exasperated the problem by bringing it to the forefront of the media. And we've got other things to worry about at the moment and publicising these things. Maybe it would go away then, maybe not, I don't know. Or maybe we could deter them and throw the full force of the law at them. Maybe we could actually make a pretty dire consequence uh, for someone who they do manage to catch. And they're, they're not all getting away with it. So, you know, throw the book at someone, make an example of them, deter others from doing it. Uh, that's kind of one of the only things they'll listen to. Uh, look, speaking of uh, unusual stories, though, in the news lately, uh, the tornadoes in Levin this morning, the yeah. twin tornadoes. I mean, that's what I call my uh, four-year-old twin cousins, the twin tornadoes. Uh, but two big ones hitting Levin this morning. I think Tessa I saw 
on Facebook had posted a photo of your uh, Chanel purses that had uh, snow in Levin yesterday. They're getting everything at the moment to the lower North Island. Talking to a mate in Wellington this morning, he's actually a builder up there. They had two houses in Levin. Um, projects on the go, uh, roofs are gone. Wow, wow. I mean... Used to we are in May. I was speaking to uh, Chris Brandolino from Niwa yesterday about the the headlines that a cold snap was coming, and he said, "Yeah, it's a cold snap, but it's also we both agreed it's the end of May. We're coming into winter in a couple of weeks. We do expect this kind of weather. It's just that it has been so unseasonably mild that the sudden drop uh, is what really uh, kind of feels a bit weird to us. And look, just to put it in perspective, Andy, obviously uh, I've been away from." work for quite a while. I've been up duck shooting and took 10 days up in the North Island. Uh, you know, usually when it comes to sleeping in our Mai Mai, as we do every single year, I'm in my pyjamas, then in a onesie, then in a sleeping bag liner, then in a sleeping bag, and then we also have the fire going because yeah. there's absolutely no insulation in our Mai Mai. We're sleeping on a lake. It is cold. Uh, this year, didn't didn't need the onesie at all, just the pyjamas and the sleeping bag liner. Didn't even start out in my sleeping bag at the start of the night. Only crawled into it at about 4 o'clock in the morning because someone had left the doors, the sliding doors from the lounge in the Mai Mai, open all night. That is how warm it was. It was weird. The whole rationale of sleeping in a Mai Mai kind of flies, kind of flies in the face of logic when you're freezing your ass off and you're supposed to be enjoying it. But it's wonderful. There is just something about waking up on the water. Uh, you know, all you have to do, roll out of the scratcher, load your gun, walk two steps to the veranda, and you're shooting. And yeah. look, I did get caught out on Sunday morning, uh, not opening morning, uh, because there are five or six of us in the Mai Mai. There's four or five blokes, and then there's also me. So they get up a bit earlier. They get dressed. They start making their cups of tea and coffee and stuff, and two of them kind of walk around to their where they shoot from, which is on the other side of the lake. I kind of take my time. Uh, then I get a bit more privacy when I'm getting changed and everything like that. And on Sunday morning, though, I was a little slow. I decided I did need to walk up and use the facilities in the paddock. I put in a flushing toilet just for me, which is amazing, and I feel very, very spoiled. Uh, so I wandered up there very quickly at about, you know, 25 past uh, six, thinking I'm only going to be a minute, uh, and then came back and someone started shooting early. There was a shot at the other end of the lake at 6.28. We're allowed up there to start shooting at 6.30 due to where the sunlight levels are and the sun coming up. Uh, so I had my uh, camo jacket by that stage on my top half. I still had my pyjama pants on my bottom half, and I ended up shooting a swan, landing it right in front of the Mai Mai in my pyjamas. So it wasn't my most uh, glorious moment, Andy, but it's something I'll always remember. Yeah, you t I heard you talking to BK about the swan shooting, swan shooting the other day. Uh, do they make it into salami, or what do the team do that you shoot with? What do they do yeah, with that? Yeah, with the swans, it's usually kind of dog, dog tucker or salami really? and stuff. We Basically, I think we've got about 100 ducks. Maybe only about uh, nine of them were mallards. It was mainly parries and then some swans as well. And so disappointing because I remember a couple of years ago we breasted out 80 mallards. Uh, you know, we turned them into lots and lots of salamis, mixed them with a bit of mutton fat, mixed them with this, that and the other, really tried a few different flavours. And it was glorious, whereas this time, yeah, mainly only parries. We weren't going to bother with that. So, yeah, a lot of them ended up getting wasted this year, which is not something we ever, ever do 
when we're hunting. So, yeah, we, we breasted out quite a few, though, still. Um, and the guys that we were shooting with, they took them home. I didn't bring any back to the South Island this time. But, yeah, just a real shame. And I think it just shows that, you know, we had a limit of 10 parries each. And that was just ridiculous yeah. up, up where we were. There shouldn't have been a limit on parries. They are a pest. Uh, you know, make sure you monitor your, your mallard numbers and, and get those pretty right. But for the parries, I think, you know, gone are the days where we should have 10, 10 bag limits. And just to wrap up before we derude into the weekend, Ro, what's happening yep. this weekend for you? Uh, not a lot, to be fair. I've had a massive 10 days before I came home. Uh, last Sunday, sitting in a cafe with all my besties up in Taupo, uh, there were 21 of us spent the weekend up there, uh, 12 adults and 9 kids, and we were having brunch 90 minutes until I was due to fly out, and New Zealand cancelled my flight. So oh, no. instead of just tootling five minutes to the airport, it was a four-hour drive to Palmerston North, then two flights to get home. Didn't get home till late that night, and it kind of knocked it out of me with Jamie being away a day this week, and, and you know, catching up on, on 10 days from having been away. So just a quiet one. Maybe watch the uh, the Highlanders on Sunday. I'm not commentating sideline this year. I've managed to, uh, this week I've managed to replace myself with young Reed Edmund uh, in our office here. So that's fantastic. I can watch it from the comfort of my own home because I think it'll be a bit cold in Forsyth Bar on Sunday. Just be a little bit cold. Hey, um, keep warm this weekend, Row. Thanks for speaking as always and uh, we'll chat again. My pleasure, Andy. You wrap up warm too and uh, enjoy derooting into the weekend. Rowena Duncan, executive producer of the country and the country crossover, thanks to Waterforce. Up next on the muster, Morgan Green, but we shall derude.